Well, uh, before we start, does someone want to just pray and open up the time? Anybody? Sure, sure. Hey, thanks, God. <laughs> thanks, Lord, for this opportunity for um, us to be here and um, to enjoy this, um, this course for us to all participate in. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> Um, but circumstances have um, all come together, um, I guess for good for now, um, but I'm here. So, and thank you for everyone that's here and blessed us all tonight and we look forward to what you're doing amongst us this evening. Thanks Lord. Amen. 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 Alright. Well, uh, I just kind of just wanted to see where everyone's at, who's, who's been here a f- few times, handful of times, or once or never, just like what, what's been going on in your hearts and your heads, and is it worth you coming here, is it what you thought it would be so far, anything would be good feedback. Every time we've been able to make it, it's been great, mm, and um, sharing the testimony was pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm. Have you done it since? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, sweet. that you already know mm-hmm. it's personal time with Jesus like that's it like intimate fellowship everything comes from that like everything all you know, it doesn't matter what your question is like it's always just intimate fellowship like as much as you can as often as you can like every moment like there was times in uh, when we were in Canada recently. I was working. Um, I left home at 5:30 in the morning to go to work, Monday to Friday, and got home <coughs> at 7 p.m. So, whatever that is, a long day, all the time for a year. I did that, and I didn't. I grew more in that year in God than I ever did, because. 
when other people are telling me I can't find time to hang out with God for whatever they do, I'm like, I'm working 14-hour days, and I'm spending more time with God than ever. I'm like, I have the drive to... I, I drove to um, Boss's house, and we all took the truck and went to the job site. We were doing construction, and that was an hour drive to get to the place, or an hour and a half, depending where we were going. And then same thing back, you know? So all those times I had, and then when I had the opportunity, I'm working by myself or something, just hanging out with Jesus, saying, I'm here, God, and being aware, being aware that I'm here, and he's here, and when I had the chance to listen to some music or, or teaching or whatever it was, and so much. And every Saturday when we were there as well, uh, we started, uh, I want to talk about this a little bit today anyways, we started a, a home church in Canada. And the first day uh, we had 14 people, 14 show up. And I just told my mom before we even, before we even went uh, to Canada again, it's like, we believe that God wants us to, to start like a home church, Bible study thing there. And, and then 14 people the first time and people, same thing, just getting transformed. Like there's a real strong, like it's different cultures, different stuff. And where we are, there's a lot of Mennonites. I told some of you about that. It's like, that's my background. It's like, kind of like Amish, you know what that is, like no electricity, stuff like that. Not to that extreme, but it's like that. And anyway, so a lot of bondage in the law, like what we were talking about last week, and hearing stuff like grace and what love really is and just been transformed. This one girl was like a almost a hermit, like couldn't even go outside, couldn't go, the, when she went to the grocery store with her mom, she stayed in the car, she was terrified to be outside. She was only 19, somewhere, 20. Mm-hmm. And now she's out doing evangelism in the city, like telling people about God. In the in a restaurant, recent testimony I heard of her, she's in the line to get her, order her food to take out, and she felt God say to go pray for a lady that's sitting down. And she did. She went over there and prayed for this lady. And then she paid for her food and left. Like, stuff like that. I'm like, whoa, like, this is amazing. And I actually just heard word uh, yesterday or two days ago. My mom was telling me, she, my, my parents go to, the, to that group still. And she's saying they started a men's group, just men. And there's, it's growing like crazy. They have 40 people now. 40 people every in, in a weekday. They're all just coming and they're doing what well, we did. They share testimonies every week. And that's just transforming that community. It's insane. It's so good. They're talking about building a building. <laughs> like, that's just nuts. But yeah, sorry. No, I'm done. No. No. No, I wouldn't say that. Like, there's people that are, you're here, for example. All those empty chairs are empty. So it's, everyone's in a different stage in their walk in, in God, and some can hear it and some can't hear it. So, I mean, 
It's like that. It's like it everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. I like a lot of American actors always praise and worship God when they got a speech or whatever. Mm. Like they're pretty much there. I've never seen an Australian like worship. Not worship, but you know, praise God in their speech yeah. towards thanking everyone. Mm. I'd like to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Not quite like that. <laughs> 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 I, um, Matthew McConaughey did one, and I'm not really a fan of his, but he had a brilliant speech. It was like about three years ago. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. I go, wow, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. A few people, a few Americans, that were quite mm. um, praising God. Christianity just sort of narrowed things down to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the first course that I did with you was sort of fighting with that, or, mm. you know. You're fighting with John? Yeah, well, I <laughs> Pretty much every week. <laughs> um, it was good. But it was, it was a fear of, of suddenly having to be a good Christian or having a load of rules to yeah. follow. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, there's, because I've done a lot of other spiritual stuff and, and, and had a strong spiritual practice I sort of knew that but mm. I knew that wasn't the case so coming <laughs> you to didn't want to add another no, rule book to no, your life right yeah totally so so that that you know really um, yeah you, you you certainly delivered that message and it's it's just such a great message mm. it's, I, I believe truth totally and the freedom the yeah. freedom that can come from that Phenomenal. I, I felt that before. Yeah, that freedom. Like I believe totally that once you realize yeah. that you're under the law and you yeah. don't have to be, and you know what you are under, like all of a sudden, like the whole word of God reads differently. Mm-hmm. Like you see it through new eyes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Like, and then it does become even more narrow, like you were saying. It does become super narrow. It's just this way. Yeah. Jesus is the only way. It's his way, not the way of the law and the prophets and the old way. It's a totally new way. Mm-hmm. Mercy. Mm-hmm. Grace. Love, real love. Yeah. But yeah. That's what sort of struck me you say the narrow way it just gets narrower and narrower like mm. everything else is counterfeit yeah and it's just that's what's blowing me out like all the stuff that I've taken in over the years mm-hmm. like all every stuff from all the different influences and things like that and people that I thought were good and preaching and, and church life and music all sorts of stuff you know but it's like so much of it's been counterfeit because it's not the spirit of God, it's not the love of God, it's not grace, mm-hmm. it's not mercy, it's mm-hmm. not, it's all been like law and you gotta do it this way. And like that's, that's how I was growing up, I grew up in the, in the faith too, like I, I was, a, I, I got saved when I was 18 and, 
and I was single, so I'm looking for a girl, I'm struggling with lust and all this kind of stuff, and, and I was just told, don't do that, that's sin, stop doing it, and put barriers in front of this and that so you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the law, that's like, you're not giving me an answer, you're giving me, like, I still want to do it, but I can't get past this barrier, you know, it doesn't change my heart. You give me rules. Or my head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why would I listen to you just tell me rules? And not that I even said that in my heart. It's just like, that's not changing me. I want to change. Just saying that's bad, stop it. That's not a good way to disciple. (laughs) You know? But yeah, then we learn. Man, I was just like, what were you saying on Sunday? Just thank God that I get it now. You know, I like, I don't even care the reason. I don't need to know God why I didn't get it when I first got saved, but I got it now. And we can just stay there for everything. I find that it can be a daily struggle. What, Ken? Um, like, I know my heart and know where I am, but when you're not around Christ-minded people, mm. I find that it's a constant battle to try and well not for me to try but to try and get other people's hearts to find God for them to actually see the way as against the way in which they walk or choose to live and I do my bit but I don't seem to make the dents that you know like I hear about all your stories I think wow wouldn't it be great if I could you know see some of that coming back but you know Look at, you can only try but I find that there are so many and like even today with Olivia Newton John passing and all the tributes and things did you know yeah, yeah she passed today so all the tributes and things and I think there was only two maybe three comments that had God mm. in any of it it was all you know I hope you're now in your Xanadu and all this sort of stuff but I just you know I I just look at it and go, it's great to be here amongst people that are Christ-minded, mm. but out in my daily walk... Mm. You want to try the building side. Sorry? <laughs> I should try what? The building, the building side. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> top level to bottom level. No. <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't have to... Like, you don't have to convert people. Mm-hmm. You just have to be... Well, I try and be me, but yeah, I just... just be I Jesus. Just, try, yeah, just I, love him. I do, but I just... I just feel frustrated sometimes and sort of like as though you're constantly trying to well anyway maybe I'm trying too hard and imagine how how to think about this how about Jesus's life what kind of fruit did he have in his 33 years on earth yeah 12 guys yeah that's it yeah and the rest killed him Mm. you know if he if he was in church ministry of this day and age people would be telling them like you got to go to this conference to learn how to grow your ministry and this and that you haven't been doing this like you should look at your fruit like yeah. you're in the wrong calling yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like yeah if we if we look at Jesus in his life it's it's a great uh, help to us because what did he do like he wasn't chasing people down to get them saved. His own brothers and sisters, you know, they hardly mentions them but like one scripture in the Bible. 
he wasn't chasing them down, and obviously he wants them to come know the truth, but and people that asked him, he, he gave them, he's like, go and sell everything and then follow me. Like, not like, oh, come here and say this prayer and then do whatever and I'll make yeah. it easy, you yeah. know? Yeah. He's like, this is the way and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they all walked away. <laughs> and they had the 40 dis- other disciples and he talks about eating my flesh and drinking my blood and then they all left. Mm-hmm. And he asked his 12, are you going to leave too? And they're like, we don't know anything else. You're the Christ. Like, what? If we got to be cannibals, I guess we got to do that. But you're, you're God. Yeah. So, like, we'll get into that, too. Like, I, it was such a big, uh, big thing in the body of Christ, too. Evangelism, I always talk about it. It's just scattering seed, just yeah. like that. Giving a word, giving a hug, giving a whatever, like, encouragement, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But with Jesus, you know? Like, Jesus doesn't command us to go make a bunch of converts, yeah. make disciples. But first, you have to be a disciple. <laughs> you got to know what. Because, like, the truth will set you free, mm-hmm. but only the truth that you know. Mm-hmm. And there's people when you love them and you want them to have that. Yeah. That's the part, you know, and they want to believe in other things. And my sister-in-law... Um, you know, she believes, but when she says she believes, she also watches YouTube and watches all this sci-fi and there's these elements and things and I sort of try and bring it back to the basics. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just feel as though I'm falling on deaf ears. So but if I you, just pray for her and if you, I love her. But. If you love them, in First Corinthians 13, like the church at large needs to get a revelation of love because it means loving, believing the best in every person in every circumstance all the time. Regardless, you just assume they will do the right thing even though they did it a hundred times the opposite way. Like just always believing, regarding them higher than you in every way whatsoever and if I'm feeling bad because they're not accepting or they're not doing what I think they should or whatever, I'm doing it for me. Yeah, I don't do it for judgment. I do it because I want their heart to be where mine is. Yeah. But. That's saying that somebody else, it's just sort of saying that somebody else's heart is somewhere, is, is not as you are. That's, yeah. It's, that's a hard place to be. That would be a hard place to be in that, because it would be, yeah. I mean, what you were saying is trying to get beyond, you can get beyond that somehow. Mm. Well, I think I think today what I'm going to share is going to well, hopefully answer some stuff. That would be okay. pretty good. All right, yeah. I'm going to dive into a little bit more about what we talked about last week, a little bit about the law, but... First thing I want to talk about love, just a little bit. Uh, in 1 John 5, 3, in the NLT, it says, Loving God means keeping his commands. His commands are not burdensome. So what are God's commands? To love him. To love people, yeah. So... 
loving God means loving him and loving people. So like Jesus' life, he lived and died and rose again for everyone else. His whole life was for everyone else, always giving of himself, always. So he died for you, you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, everybody. So now we're supposed to follow him in his example. So I'm supposed to live for you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and not look at me, regardless of how, and I can take it as far as I want, to death, to poverty, to and anything. I can take it that far, and that's my privilege to do that, and your privilege to do that. You can go that far. And I would suggest you all go that far, because the further you go, the further you're becoming more and more like Christ, and oh, it just, it just gets better. He also wants us to take care of ourselves, too. Like, physically, yeah, like, you have to love yourself in, in order to love your neighbor, right? Mm. Yeah, you have to love yourself, but we have a choice. Like, Jesus was not some doormat. But the world, psychology would say he, he was, he let people trample all over him, talk all over him, tell him whatever. He never fought back. His friends all betrayed him. He got killed. You know? That's, that's our privilege to live that way, too. Loving your neighbor is hard. Especially when they, like, <laughs> you know, start a motorbike up on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> when you're having a nap. <laughs> and it's really loud. <laughs> you just go, like, I just can't love you because I want a nap. Can you go, can you go to you and talk that. to him about it? <laughs> <laughs> She's really bad for advice. <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing, like, exactly. He does tell us to guard our hearts, too. Like, there's, there's a whole lot in the Bible about, it's a balancing and boundaries and things in there, too. So, we've, I don't think he wants us to exterminate ourselves from loving, to love people. I think we also need to guard our hearts because there's a lot of evil out there as well. Yeah, that's yeah. why that's why we're here. We have to go to the evil. Yeah, good outcome. Good, good trials over there. Yeah. Yeah, we go to the evil. I go to the evil all the time. Yeah. And confront my own. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Je- Jesus is our example, right? Yeah. So what would Jesus like, do with the motorbike? <laughs> he, he, he would not think about himself that's right. what he wouldn't do that's it, isn't it? he's not going to be like oh poor me yeah. he's I not going to say nap. poor me I want a nap blah 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 <laughs> yeah. he's not going to say that exactly. thanks for bringing that up <laughs> <laughs> but she's Seriously? human and she has feelings and so that's kind of like part of a natural response it's the how you handle that natural response but you're a human now with God living inside you yeah, yeah. You're not a human in the world, yeah. living like the world with the devil inside of you. <laughs> you know? Well, that's 
when they talk about the natural, don't they, and the, the, the spirit, mm. as in the natural, if we're thinking of ourselves. Is that right? It's not hard if you think about Jesus. If you think mm. if you're living for Jesus and you're thinking about that, you don't think about yourself. Mm. That's the whole point. So I, I get to the point where I just get exhausted because I'm dealing with so much with people and my family because a lot of them are unbelievers. And they've got huge health issues and um, and I've got an ageing mum, so I, you know, I'm there for her, but she sends me vertigo spins <laughs> and negativity. Um, so I need to self-care to preserve myself. Do you think that you're doing that out of yourself? Can you ask yourself honestly, are you doing what you're doing the power of the spirit or in yourself your soul because if it's in the spirit then all that stuff fades away if we're going out of ourself if we're giving out of ourself all the time just me what I can do then it'll be burnt out then it'll be hard then you'll need to fill up like Jesus says we are overflowing cups like the overflow is what goes to everyone else. Should. Like, Jesus didn't need anyone to pray for him. He was 100% man on this earth. Jesus was. He was tempted in every single way. God can't be tempted and he did not sin. He is a man filled with the Spirit, just like we are, men and women filled with the Spirit. He had perfect relationship with God, and now he calls us to have perfect relationship with God. So that's, that's where the issue is, the perfect relationship with God. Well, the issue is Be believing. In relationship with God, and you probably won't get so exhausted. The issue is believing. We have to know what to believe. That's all. Then when you have the perfect relationship, then he would tell you what things to go out of your way to do. And you wouldn't, you know, there'd be probably a third of the things that he would tell you to do. And the others, let, let them stew in what they're thinking or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, if we had that perfect relationship, We'd be, yeah, we'd be able to, to yeah, differentiate between what we should be doing and what should, needs to be done. Sometimes my heart just keeps on going, but it's just I'm just too tired. I can't follow my heart. <laughs> it's just got me running to give. What's well, that's fine. Why not? Just rest. Rest. Rest in him. Pour out your life like Paul. Yeah. And, you know? 
He poured it out. He's getting beaten. He's getting flogged. He's going to prison. He's getting stoned. He's getting shipwrecked. He's doing all this stuff. Like, I'm sure he was tired. I'm sure he was hurt. I'm sure he had pain. All that stuff. But what was important to Paul was to preach the gospel. And we don't have to do that, but we can. That's what I'm saying. We're privileged to do that. It's a privilege to suffer for Jesus. Total, extreme privilege. If you're thinking about yourself, then you will not think that's a privilege. If we think if it's all about me, 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 then I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to put myself in that circumstance. Never going to read those verses. You know, we want the, to be the Jesus who heals people and has a good message and loves his mom, but doesn't. Not the one that gets spit on and his beard ripped out and beaten and stoned. You know, like oh, I'm trying to find the scripture. What what's it says in I'm not sure it's in Revelation, so I did not love their lives to death. Yeah. That's how how we overcome. Yeah. By blood of the lamb the word of the testimony and they did not live their love their lives even unto death. The Amplified says that they held their life cheap. Like like it was worth nothing compared to what they're gonna what they're going to receive and what they have already. Like Jesus, he died. He, he died for us. For the very people that were like ridiculing him and saying, if you're really God, come down off the cross. If he would have came off the cross, he would have been lost forever, that person. He could have been like, okay. And he came down. And then he would have been lost forever. Because Jesus was the only way to redeem him, right? But he wasn't thinking about it. He's just praying for him. Right? God, forgive them. They don't know what they do. All this stuff, like, right in the face of that, like, you don't even know what I'm doing for. If, if Jesus acted like we act, you'd be like, you little whatever, like, how dare you? You know who I am, like, you offend me. You know my dad, he's going to get you. Well, even his disciples, when he um, was crucified, they went back to... Fishing and doing yeah. what that they they didn't keep going with what he had taught them. They just went back yep. to what that they were doing beforehand. So his closest <laughs> friends, his yep. closest disciples, and then when he found them, he cooked them breakfast. Yeah, he didn't slap them. And what did he say? <laughs> it. <laughs> What did he say to, to Mary too? He said, go tell my brothers to go here. It's like he called them brothers. Mm-hmm. He's like, not those filthy little traitors who didn't believe anything that I said and just left anyways. And uh, He's like, they're my brothers. And they couldn't do anything about it. They weren't even saved. Even though God was there telling them, they could never understand it. It was only when Jesus rose again that he's walking with them. And they didn't even see him for who he was. And they're like, oh, didn't our hearts burn within us? And then, like, they, they started to get it, you know? And then they got saved, and then they really got it. 
And how often is like, especially Christians, do we get snotty when somebody doesn't talk to us and get offended, and yeah. then we've got to go up and apologize and forgive them? And it's like, oh. I found found the scripture here. You can love it. But it's just like, and then like, like look what Jesus had to go through, and yet we make such a big deal about. And we're living in a Western nation, like the yeah. most privileged people in the whole yeah. universe that ever snotty. were. Like, we're crying if it's not hot enough or cold enough in the, the air-controlled building that we're in, you know? Like, from car to house to whatever, it's all climatized to what we want. We're so selfish. Mm, we so. The music's too loud, too soft. Yeah, that drummer's too loud. <laughs> so th- this, is, this is scripture that I was looking for, Galatians nineteen twenty one. I'm going to read this in the... Passion Translation says the cravings of the self-life are obvious. Mm -hmm. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, Mm -hmm. manipulating others, no, hatred of those who get in your way, Mm -hmm. senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, Mm -hmm. temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Mm-hmm. I've never read that. What's that passion? Yeah. Translation. That's very... Galatians. <coughs> yeah. Galatians 5.19. Scripture heaps, but not in your passion. Yeah, I know, right? It's it just being in love with your own opinion. That's social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Jim were just talking about that today. Like, I'm surprised they haven't come out with a website or something just called Me. <laughs> it's all about me. Yeah. You know? Well, Facebook, Instagram. That's a lot of people use that just for me, me, me. Okay, now you just said that. Now you have people on. talking always about themselves. Then I'm supposed to still love those type of people. I just prefer not to be around. Like I just don't go. Like I know some people like that, and I just can't be bothered. And I go, life's too short for me to hang around with that person. But God, Jesus died for them too. Mm. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it doesn't mean I hang around. That's right. You just be over there if they're there. Yeah, but that's only the, the natural thinking again. Mm. I like, I, like if I see them, I try to be nice or something but, and then start talking that way and I don't like it. But you don't go yeah, out. But that's your natural. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> that's your yeah, natural you, you don't need to go out of your way to to whatever, to no. talk to anyone or whatever. But when the opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I try to, but then it's quite painful. <laughs> That just means you have to grow. That's all. It's like any anything. Like people, like chop up the love of God. So love is, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. All that stuff. Like oh, I don't have any patience. Like pray for patience. Oh, I don't feel kind today. Pray for kindness. Whatever. It's just a love deficit. You just don't love that person. You don't. You don't kid yourself. You don't love that person. You love you you more than yourself. Right. I 
me and my opinion and I've what tried I think. Like several times <laughs> to just go past that, and it just pops out. And but it, it it's you caring. You care more about how you I feel in your time. And, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you don't care enough for that other person that you would give your life, right? Like that time or that moment or whatever it is. They're not nasty. I just can't stand them talking about them. But, it, but it's, again, like it's prayer, isn't it? Because then you... All right, I'll introduce you to him when he comes. <laughs> 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 you can talk to him and tell him. Yeah, you can Hang on. on. <laughs> Sharon wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In Luke it's 9, when he says... Um, the 12, wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if the town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from the feet as you leave to show that you have obeyed those people to do their fate. So you can't save everybody. You can only walk as Jesus walked. What is, what is that scripture? In Luke 9. So what does it say before Luke 9 and after Luke 9? Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. See the New Living Translation. I've got that. Take nothing for your journey, he instructs them. Don't take a walking stick, travel's bag, food, mm-hmm. money, or even a change of clothes. Wherever you go, stay in the same house until you leave town. And if the town refuses to welcome you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you've abandoned those people to their fate. So what's Jesus telling you? Can't save everybody. You can only try and You them. really believe that Jesus is saying that? Yeah. Really? Out of all the scriptures in the Bible... I think that we live in a world that, like I'm saying, we can only try and have our heart and walk the way and live the way that Jesus did. But there are people that you just... Show me where Jesus did that. You can't. I can't. (laughs) You can't. We can't take, again, we can't take one scripture and make a doctrine off it. Even if you have two scriptures, three scriptures. This... Just jump to it right away. This uh, in Matthew seventeen, one to five. Uh, it's in the Amplified Classic. It says, and, and six six days after this, Jesus took uh, took with him Peter and James and John. His and John, his brother, and led them up to the high mountain by themselves. And his appearance underwent a change in their presence. And his face shone clear and bright like the sun. And his clothing became as white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, who kept talking with him. Then Peter began to speak and sent, said to Jesus, Lord, is it, good and delightful? it is good and delightful that we are here. If you approve, I will put up three booths here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a shining cloud composed of light overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, my, my beloved, with whom I am and have always been delighted. Listen to him. You might ask, why did I read that scripture? It's because Moses and Elijah and Jesus, okay? Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets. That's what everyone was listening to and everyone had to. And then there's Jesus. 
In the middle of Peter's rambling, he didn't know what to say. Another version says, Peter not knowing what to say just blurted this out. Like, oh, this is awesome. Like, should I build some houses for you guys? <laughs> and then God interrupts him in the middle. Well, he was still talking. He's like, this is my son. Listen to him. He is the one we listen to now. Not the law, not the prophets. And it's Jesus' example that we live by. Not the law, not the prophets. Not the old way, not the old covenant. Everything from Moses to Acts 1 is the law. Well, until Jesus rose again, you know? Like, he had to go back to heaven and be on the mercy seat, you know? And then we could get all that and we could be what he says that we can be. And like, like that's that scripture that bound me forever, that heart thing, you know? I forget where it says it now, but the, it says a heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Who knows how wicked it is? I heard that and I asked a lot of people, I'm like, what do I, yeah, what, what does that mean? I asked so many people, asked my leaders and whatever, what does that mean? How, how does that work? And no one could tell me. Yeah, and then, and then they were like, but because I believe that, right? It was God's word. I'm like, yep, that's what God says. God says I have a, a cruel, evil heart, so I believe I was a bad person trying to do good things. Mm-hmm. That, that's who I was to the core because that's what it says. Your heart, where you believe, is evil. You just got to try. And I'm, I made that my belief system, right? Because I didn't keep reading. I didn't keep reading. That was in the law. That was in the old way. In the new way, it says I have a new heart. My stony heart has become a heart of flesh, and all things have become new, right? So I believe that one, and no one could convince me otherwise because that's God's word. I don't care what you say. Like, I believe God over you. It doesn't matter what you say. Until the Spirit of God revealed it to me, you have to keep reading. Keep reading, then keep reading. Like, the whole Bible needs to be read and understood. It doesn't even need to be understood. It just needs to come in you to know the fullness of the truth. Like, the Bible is one story of God's people. Like, the story of God and his people. And that, out of context, will totally put you in bondage. If you have any belief system whatsoever in your life, regardless of what it is, and you're in bondage, throw it out. Throw it out. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's scripture. God always leads to freedom. The spirit of the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. If you're living in anxiety and fear and whatever, it's, you're in bondage. Is that Galatians, um, the one that you spoke about? Is that the Lord? Oh, Galatians 5.19? Yeah, 5.19, was that the law? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, th- that's basically explaining what sin is. Yeah. yeah. It's showing this is sin. This is like, 
the obviousness of sin. Like there's a... If you read it just in... Oh, where was it? Sorry. Galatians 5.19. Oh, it's in the NLT. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature. So we went about... We talked about that the other day, right? Our sinful nature in Colossians 2.11 has been cut away. You don't have a sinful nature anymore. To the core, you were a sinner, deserving death. You had to sin. There's no way you could get away from it. You were bound to it. You're a slave to sin. In the new way, you're a saint. You're born of God. Your old nature has been cut away, and you'd be given a new nature, a godly nature. So, so why do we still sin sometimes? Because you, know, ch- you choose to. Like, you don't have to sin ever, right? You're not sinning right now, right? Why not just continue? So you don't have to, right? That's what I'm saying. We always still have a choice. I got angry the other night. Yelled at my son. Yeah, so you have a choice. Yes, you deserved it. <laughs> like, everyone has a choice to we do it. But before we were saved, we, d- we didn't have a choice. We had to do it. You had to do it. A kind once in a while. But you're forgiven, aren't we? You're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. He, he forgave you before you were born. Yeah, before you did it. That's very good to know. So you don't have to always ask, like, oh, please forgive me, please forgive me. Like he's going to say, I don't know, maybe not this time. Yeah. And you don't have to. I don't have to. You don't have to repair any of that. That's good, Mark. That's awesome. And it's renewing, renewing our minds. Yeah. If we don't renew our minds, if we don't know what the word says, then because like, if if I'm just reading these scriptures here, for example, and you never pick up your Bible and read that, you can never have that revelation. Because you don't know for sure, you haven't seen it, you haven't, you don't know that it's actually God's word, and then the enemy will come. Did God really say? And you can't say with confidence that you know. That's why it's just so ridiculously, incredibly important for that intimate, personal time with God. Yeah, that's really important. There's no condemnation now. Yeah. Come back to him just repent. you know because um, despite you know we're called to despite what anybody does we're called to love yeah um, so whether they reject us or we you know whatever um, offend us or you know that but if we struggle with it we're trying to love them in ourselves so there's so many times where you can only love with God's love because some people yeah. are really difficult yeah. to love so, and to get that in, through your head, <laughs> and like what you said, like change your thinking patterns, yeah. because if you struggle to love somebody, you're doing it your in own your strength. own strength. Yeah. So, but if you love them 
is and, and see them as like God sees them. God sees them, no matter how annoying that they are. It's like like anything. For 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 example, like if I if I gave you this iPad, thanks. If what you really wanted, like the bigger one. Or Can I make the font bigger? <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's not good enough, John. If I gave that to you, yeah. and you didn't like it, and I said, then all of a sudden, like, oh, oh, whatever. Whatever I'm thinking, it's, it's like, I, if I feel bad all of a sudden. I wanted a MacBook. Yeah. Then I know the reason I gave it to you is that I could feel good. In the good that we do, the motive is the only thing that matters, yeah. really. That's a hard word. It's so, yeah. like, that motive, like, yeah. you can be selfish in your giving. Hang on, I want to Maybe later. <laughs> but yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the... Like, we can always think of ourselves. It's, it's easy to do that, but I tell you, it's easy not to do it, too. But the more and more you do one thing, the more and more you're prone to that thing, whatever it is. And, yeah, like, you, everyone makes hundreds of choices a day, and then all of a sudden, a year's gone by, and you've made hundreds of thousands of choices, and no one to blame but yourself, you know, and yeah. and there's encouragement there too. You walk through your year and like, oh wow, this my is amazing. Son, my son would love you. You know, he's, he's really into that. Um, no blaming anyone else. It's your responsibility. Like like Jesus, I said this many times. Like when the end comes and he comes, like he's not going to ask us what what did you believe. He's going to show you your life. This is what you believed. This is how you live. This is what you did. That's what you believed. That's scary. So, it shouldn't be scary, yeah, though. I was going to say, it's going to be it's great. Scary. It's awesome. It's like because then you can see the right choices you've made. Because if I mean, you... If the devil wants you to think of the wrong choices you've made. Yeah. But that's yeah. the past. Yeah. God wants you to think about the right choices you're making towards him. Because that's yeah. the future. Do you know that God has... God has a C, a big C called forgetfulness. And he throws your sin into the sea. Like it's not the Pacific. It's, it's this big sea, a big ocean called forgetfulness. Where God chooses to forget all the bad things that you did. And he throws it in there. And you keep bringing it up. Oh, sorry, God, I did this. Oh, forgive me. He's like, what? The confusing God. Because he doesn't know what you're talking about. He doesn't see you like that. He can't see you like that. That's the reason Jesus came. When he looks at you, as a Christian, he sees the perfection of Jesus. And what he said there, what we just read, like, this is my son who I love, who I've always loved. He's talking about you. This is Mark, my son, who I've always loved. In love now. Like, it's incredible. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> like, Jesus wanted me, and I'm taking advantage of people, 
and hurting people and ripping people off and sinning like crazy and loving it and wanting to do it and teaching others to do it and wanting other people to do it. God looked down and he said, I want that guy. (laughs) Then he wanted me. Like, that's amazing. He didn't, he wasn't saying like, oh, I got to fix this troubled kid or whatever. He's like, I love him. And when I love him, he will see that I love him because he pursued me, right? God pursued us. The Bible says we can't pursue him unless he pursues us first. And it's just amazing. Like, if we stay in this law thing, if we stay in this, like, I have to do in order to be, then you can't be free. So I'm in in that. I do that. Well, that's, man, wish you were here last week. But I can can, kind of shorten it a little bit. The law is what I just said. It's you have to do something in order to become something, right? So if, for example, if you sin, you're a sinner. If you lie, you're a liar, right? In, uh, I do because I have to. Yeah, do you, because you have to. I have to because I've got people that I care for, responsibilities that sometimes, sometimes I'm in a lot of pain. I've got different pain elements from... Mm. A car accident, I suffer vertigo, I've got fibromyalgia, I've got all these things, I've got spinal issues and moderate to severe stuff in my neck from the car accident. But then grace. But everybody, <laughs> yeah, grace, grace, grace. Um, <laughs> I've been yelling it out, I've been saying it. Um, that's still those family members that I care for, people that I care for, they, they they know I'm a Christian, <laughs> and so they expect me to be so loving and do all these things for them, <laughs> or they accept, expect me to be a certain way of what they think a Christian should be, and then that gets sort of put on me, <laughs> and they love it when I pray for them, <laughs> and sometimes people get healed and go, go really well. Um, but I'm just here. <laughs> Do they love you? They love you back, though, don't they? I mean, they may not show it in perhaps the they manner in which ways. they do, but yeah. they love you back they for do. what you're doing. They do. Which is what Jesus is just asking us to do: is just to love them. Yeah. But grace, but it's hard. grace shows. But then I s- switch into law. Yeah. When I when I I just want to. Do more and do more. Can I, do can, I say, and more. can I say I this? this I can I say that. this? If, if you're living in law in any way, you've never found the grace. Mm. Yeah. Ever. So you've never, you're not there. Yeah. Mm. The grace says you are what God says, mm. therefore you can do. Yeah. The law says you have to do in order to become. Grace is you've become, so then you can do. So I don't know that I've ever really got that through my journey of Christianity. Totally. I get it. It's only been a handful of years for me. Yeah. And I think in different churches, different... It's only been a couple of weeks for us. (laughs) Do you know that that God says that... People in churches... 
you know, that's the law, yeah. You know what God said? Do you know they said that you are holy and that you are blameless in his sight? You are right now. You're not going to be one day. You know that he says that? I know he says that. And I know he says there's no condemnation for me now. And I know he thinks I'm good enough. But you don't think you you're good enough? You don't believe it yourself. That's and that's probably because of lots of messages and messages mm. as a child mm. as well that I wasn't good enough. <laughs> Still back up. Um, it's just a choice. Right, so it's, you can choose every day get to get rid of those. Like, yeah. you, like you don't have to. You don't. No one has to read the Bible for ten years straight to get it. It's seeing it and believing it. Mm. The thought comes something different. I'm like, no, I believe this. Thank you, God, that you did this. Thank you, God, that you did this. Thank you, God, that I am this. Thank you, God. It's living in thankfulness. When I got this, it was, I had so many questions and no answers. And then this thing, being free from the law and knowing who I am in Christ, I just have answers now. I don't have questions. I know because the, cause I read this Bible. This is an iPad. But I read my Bible. I know what it said, I can't quote you a verse, I don't know where it is, but it just comes out when I need it. And if I can't find it, I know I'll find it after we stop talking, and I'll come and tell you, you know? It's in there. And like... And it's just asking him, like I asked him about something else, you know, like show me in the Bible, Lord, and Obadiah. What? Obadiah? Mm. Crikey, yeah, where is that? <laughs> yeah, like it's if we don't know what the word said, like I was saying, like the devil, he's been saying it since the beginning. It's like, did God really say? Did God really say? And then Eve didn't know what God really said. And then he got in there, and she was deceived, and Adam sinned, and it all went sideways. <laughs> but uh. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, like we, if we don't know, like, there's the the promises of God, like what He has already promised, like who you are, what you have already become, like completely, totally, in every way, spirit, soul, and body, been transformed. You have been, and like. You have to know that God says it. And when you know that God says it, like what you're saying, you know, it's only a couple of weeks, when you get it, you're like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the light comes on and then you're changed. We're still processing it. Totally. Oh huge, man. It's like walking one way, even as a Christian, yeah. and then walking. We're only discussing this this afternoon. Yeah. Like, we, we know so much Bible. You know, like I know so much Bible, but to actually understand it under the new, under this, under the light of grace, is just we're saying it's too much. Like it's mm-hmm. like, oh my poor little brain. Like it's just like there's mm. so much going on. Mm. You know. Grace, 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 grace. All right, let's let's start then. <laughs> I really start like that's awesome. So good. Mm. But, you mind if I sit on the floor?
Yeah, go for it. Make yourself comfortable. But it's like setting the, the ground like with grace. Yeah. Yeah, there's no rule book or else the Bible yeah. would be one page. That's right. Do we, this we and everything's great. So much of our lives trying to get it well for me I did. Yeah. Trying to get it right, trying to find this one thing that would make it all okay or make me okay. So I wanna I just wanna talk a little bit more about um the kingdom of God. You know that uh it says in the Bible, seek ye first, seek first the kingdom of God. And what's the next thing? And his righteousness. And then all these things will be added on to you. He's talking about food, food, clothing, everything that you need for living life. But then he says also love, right? Love is the first and greatest commandment, right? So which one is it? Seek ye first love or seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? It's the same thing. And I want to read a couple verses here to talk about that. In uh, Luke 17, 20, uh, 20 to 21, says, uh, Asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he replied to them by saying, The kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with visible display, nor will people say, Look here, it is, or see, it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in your hearts, and among you, surrounding you. So the kingdom of God is not a place that we're going to go. It's inside of you. Um, like that's, like wherever it talks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, it's the kingdom of God is a way of living and being and acting. Like that's what he's talking about. It's in your heart is where you believe. Right? The kingdom of God is within you. It's in your hearts. So you believe from your heart. And then from what you believe comes out of your mouth. And then when it comes out of your mouth, then you're going to start to actually act it out. Regardless of what that is, good or bad. It starts here, I believe this. Then I start talking about it. Then you start acting about it. Acting upon it. I think I need a refresher. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you're here. It's great. It's great. Um, in uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-six, 36 it said teacher which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses Jesus replied you must love the Lord God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments so love, that's love, fulfills the law. Yeah. I'm just going to read through a few of these scriptures, then I'm going to just kind of talk about it after that. Um, John thirteen thirty four says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. 
your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And isn't that what he wants? Like, he never talks about, like, your, the way, the awesome way that you preach, the awesome way that you teach, the, the, how you heal the sick, like, that will show people that you're my disciples. No, none of that stuff. Like, that's not even important compared to this. Like, if we love one another, that's the point. Like, when, when this is all over, it's just going to be, like, did you love or did you want your own time or your own self? Or were you thinking about you or were you thinking about others? That's it. And then it says that you will be rewarded for the things that you do. Isn't that incredible? In Revelation, it says you'll be rewarded by the things that you do. It's hard when you've got so much to do. Well, what do you got to do? What, what do you think is this big weight on your shoulders you got to do? Um, That's a good question. Well, I've got a lot of people to love, like around me, my family, friends, and then I've got lots to do. <laughs> There's lots to do. Well, that's a, good, that's a good desire for sure, but like, yeah. you can only be in one place at one time and yeah. just love the person in front of you. Yeah. That's mm. it. Mm. Yeah. You're not required to go out and to start a crusade every whatever like, you're required to love the person in front of you like, that's it Jesus that's didn't do that really that's <laughs> yeah what was that I said that's me <laughs> love sharing right now <laughs> uh, in 1 Corinthians 13 1 to 2 as if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but did not love others I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secrets, secret plans, and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. That scripture in the Amplified is my favorite. Yeah, 13, 1 to 2. In the Amplified, it says, uh, verse 2, uh, And if I have prophetic powers, the gifts of interpreting the di- divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. I don't want to be that. Is that the Amplified? The Amplified Classic. Uh, it was the Amplified, but then they made a new one. They changed the name classic. to Classic. Yeah, it's annoying. But. <laughs> oh, there we go. Amplified Classic Edition. Awesome. Yeah. Useless nobody. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like, that's like, if you want to live for anything in your life, live for love. Who wants to be a useless nobody? <laughs> <laughs> wow. sort of pretty humble, <laughs> but if you don't love which is the purpose yeah so like i understand what you're yeah. trying to say like you but the first the first will be last the last will be first right mm-hmm. yeah. it's like if you want to rise above and be the best and have everything in the kingdom of god and be closer to jesus and whatever be a servant to everybody mm-hmm. serve yeah. everyone sure. don't think of yourself in any way whatsoever yeah, and you'll be that person at Jesus' right hand. So 
I don't know how it's gonna work up in heaven, a ranking system or something like. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'll just be happy to be in the far corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you do that and not be safe, for anything? Do what, sir? Safe or anything, you know, like doing so many things at once. Like, are we serving, serving, serving? Does anyone serve us? <laughs> Do we get served? <laughs> Doesn't God love us too? <laughs> God died for you, so He loves you. He does, I know He does. We don't have to ask that question oh, ever. He, he loves us. And. But you give that to people, you know, like it's the human beings, if you give them. Or if you do all this in this life and then at the end, you know, go to heaven and you get rewarded. Yeah. It, it will just start all over again. Well, then that's, that's, that's what I was talking about before. Again. Motive, remember? Yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing? Like, we're saved. Why? Just so we can go to heaven one day? Well, no. definitely not. No. We're saved for good works. The Bible says for good works, to, to do good things. But I call myself out, so sometimes I probably just need to rest. <laughs> I bought myself some flowers the other day yeah. for my birthday. <laughs> I bought my own That's flowers. Good. Come on. <laughs> That's good. Is that good? Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. But you know, how many times in the Bible does it say, you know, it's better to give than receive? Yeah. And it's true, you know, like as I'll soon as you, you give. Um, you get back tenfold. Mm. So. That's like how I used to, when I was living in the law, but everything, like giving. Like, oh, if I give, then I'll get ten, tenfold back, then my storehouse will be overflowing, and I'll quote all these scriptures, like, <laughs> so deceived. Like, yeah. that's, and you see, televangelists, and give me your money, and then you'll get blessed, and yeah, whatever. Like, what come on. Like, you are blessed. Yeah. That's why you can give. Yeah. Like, it's always flipping it the other way. Yeah. The world is, the law is telling you, do this and you'll get this. Do this and you'll get yeah. this. Yeah. Give and then you'll be blessed, blah, blah, blah. When Jesus says you're blessed, so give. Mm -hmm. You know? You're loved, so love. Like, you're going to heaven, so tell people about heaven, you know? Like, not to not be able to get there. Like, ah, oh, it's... It's twisted, mm. so twisted. So, do we know that, or maybe I'll just ask a question. What, what do you think is the, there's probably many answers, but what is the purpose of Jesus? Why did he come? Why did he live and die and rise again? Why did he do that? Take away the sin of the world. Take away the sin of the world. Bring us back into fellowship with the Father. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All good answers. Just couldn't get to know God before. Yeah. Why couldn't we get to know God before? Because you died. And why would you die? Because you weren't good enough. There you go. Man, that's right. Weren't good enough. And guess what? We're good enough now. And that word in the Bible over and over again is called righteousness. It's like the right standing with God. You can stand right before him. Even though you're completely wrong. You're totally, like, you're wrong. But he says you're right, so that's, therefore you are. Therefore you are. And if you believe it, then, then you'll be transformed.
It's for those who believe. Then they are transformed, you know? In uh, Romans 10, 1, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart in my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know with enthusiasm uh, what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose of which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. And that's exactly how a lot of Christians live right now. That's NLT, Romans 10, 1 to 4. They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law, trying to do what God says. Like, that was... Like, what do you do then, right? What do you do? That's a question. If I can't do what he says, what do I do? <laughs> you know, is that what you're going through your head too? What do I do? How do I do it? Um, I'll show you. So where does psychological stuff come in with people that have, you know, got stuff from childhood or past where they've had to do lots of performance things to be accepted by parents or... Takes a lot of therapy. Can you give me an example? What do you mean? Sorry, can you... Um, so can that transfer into our walk with Jesus to be like a law thing? Of never feeling good enough and you've got to do more and perform to be accepted by God but you might not be doing it consciously but it's a subconscious thing because it's all this unconditional sorry not receiving unconditional love or godly love as children and growing up but all this performance stuff I believe that none of that stuff has any bearing whatsoever in any way, period, to your freedom in Christ, if only you believe. In John, in John 6, 28, it says, And they said to him, these people are talking to Jesus, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? What are we supposed to do? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Like all that stuff, like just because my dad didn't love me, just because my, my dad beat me and beat my mom and whatever, has no bearing on God loving me. Just because they never, my God never, dad never told me that he loved me has no bearing on God. Jesus loves me, he died. He died for me. I'm believing I'm not saying it's like, oh, it's just a switch you turn on. But it's a start. You know what God says, that he loves me, and I believe that instead of that. I stop believing the lie, and that is a lie. doesn't matter. If my dad never said he loved me and he hated me and he beat me, like, poor guy, he didn't know God. He didn't know himself. He didn't know God. He, didn't know, he couldn't give anything but what he got. So that has no effect on, on me being loved by God. 
like we take human example of a, of a dad, for example, and like, oh, my dad never loved me, so I can't accept love from, from the father. I'm like, that's just... That's a lie. That's a lie. That's the lie. Can, really can, I, can I just yeah, share something? something? Definitely. Yeah. I, I grew up in an abusive household. I didn't have a father that knew how to love. And I've developed patterns in my childhood and my adolescence and my young adulthood life and up until not that long ago where I was so insecure that I did things to get attention. Part of like drumming was a big thing in my life to get attention because when you play rock and roll, people love you, you know? And I've gone to therapy for that. I've gone to counselling for it and I've shed so many tears about it. But what John is preaching has just done that, like set me free, just like a light bulb gone on. Because th- that's the truth. Yeah, I can you feel know? my heart moving as like, John speaks. Like, like yeah, this, that's, that's, this is the truth, and this is God loves me, and He loved me before I was even yeah. <laughs> before I was even created, like in eternity. <laughs> that's the truth, and the stuff that I've manufactured in my head is just lies from the devil. Yeah. It's just all it is. It's just deception yeah. that I've been living under for so many years. Yeah. <laughs> And it can and it so can be simple. It is like, simple. Like I'm aware that it can be really hard to hear. Mm. But I have to preach the gospel. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I know it's hard to hear. But that's the best. Where you can actually like where I can confront you with that, right? You, you know, like I can't be afraid to share the word of God because it sets you free. Whatever it is, yeah, it sets you free. Like if you weren't saved, it could bring you to eternity. Mm. You know, like, it's so important. Like, if you hated me and started beating me now or throwing stuff at me, like, that's the privilege of the gospel. Mm. Just like Jesus, just like Stephen getting stoned for mm. teaching, <laughs> telling people about God, you know, like, and he did he that in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. But if you can go back over the last, of weeks and listen mm. transforming yeah. that's what I've done I just put it on the car I do lots of driving <laughs> and I've listened I think I've listened like three times yeah. oh, where is that where do I listen just um, on Spotify I can send it to you yeah, yeah. Okay. so good Stuart's almost got like a Canadian accent now <laughs> 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 you see road boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, were you saying something? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, knowing that God loves you um, yeah. is it's something, and you know, if you have had a difficult childhood and not been loved or anything, it's something that you don't know until you know. Yeah. And it can be, you know, a process. Yeah. That's so true. You don't know until you know. Yeah. And like, you've been a Christian for told. so yeah. long. Yeah. And then yeah. not knowing until you know. It's mm. just like, it doesn't... Yeah, it's so conditioned and so... Yeah. yeah. Well, like that question in itself, like, does, does God love me? Do I, do I know that God loves me? Like, mm. you only have to look at the cross. Mm. Does he love you? Would someone... Do you know anyone in your life that would die just like that for you? No. Like, 
Nobody. You know me. I'll die for you. But I die for myself. You die for yourself. You don't have to. Jesus did. For my son. Oh, your son. Sorry. I thought yeah, you said self. For my son. <laughs> I died for him. Yeah. In fact, I have been. So, so like. Yeah, definitely. So I can get through uni and his honours. Totally. So we can do that. Like, that's, Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter what, nothing matters besides that. If we can get it, then we can see through our past and the things that have hurt us, whatever it was, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. See, like, okay, I can't be rejected because I'm accepted. Mm -hmm. I can't not be loved anymore because I'm loved. Mm-hmm. You know? People didn't like me. Now I'm liked. You know? I didn't have friends. Jesus is a friend sticks closer than a brother. You know? Like, it's always, it's so just basic. <laughs> it's always just about Jesus. You know? Look at Jesus. Peter looking at Jesus walking on the water looks away and he drowns. You know, it doesn't goes in the water. You know, if we look at the stuff around us, if we look behind us or whatever, Lot's wife looked behind and looked towards the what they said, turned to a pillar of salt, stays there forever in between her past and her future. You know, Sorry. stuck right in the middle. I'm really visual, so I see everything. Yeah, I'm like we we just gotta hang out with Jesus, yeah. love him for real. Like, I would say probably millions of times I've said I love you, Jesus, in my life. Like, that's all I say sometimes. Like, it's just, it's the only time. It's the, it's the only thing to do. It's the only thing to do is just love Jesus. And I want to love you. I want to love everybody. I want to give them myself, my time, my money, my everything. And that will show <laughs> what Jesus said. Yeah, with the right motive, yeah. right? With the right motive, like regardless if it hurts me. <laughs> I love my family, but I love you and your family just as much, even though I don't know them. I'm not coveting my family. I'm not coveting anything. Jesus above all. You know, people can't hear that. People are so hard to hear that. You know? It's a big thing. People covet their pets over other things, you know? Over other people. I know your heart. You know? Like, if you love your father or mother or your sister or your brother or anything more than Jesus, you're not worthy of him. Because your motives are twisted. If you love your kids more than you love someone else's kids, like, oh, those rat bag kids over there are not as good as my kids or whatever, like, <laughs> you're showing preference over other people that God made. Like, they're, you know? It's crazy. <laughs> Did you say, does that extend to grandkids? <laughs> <laughs> I said it doesn't extend to grandkids. <laughs> we, we do have the best grandkids. <laughs> no, I do. No, I do. <laughs> I know, because you love them, right? You love them. And obviously you have personal relationship with people. and you, But you know what I mean? Like, like no one's kids and no one's family and no one's wife or husband is more deserving of love than anyone else. Mm. 
even that person that hates you and beats you and whatever, like in any kind of bad situation where there's whatever, it's the kidnapping or something. The person being kidnapped is the same value as the person who's kidnapping, mm-hmm. you know? They both need Jesus, you know? Especially the one who's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like they're the one hurting the most. But what would usually happen is this person would get all the attention and get all the praise and all the love and this one would be ridiculed and thrown away and you're a piece of garbage and whatever when that person has a soul too mm-hmm. and like new things happening yeah. around me with people and is it drugs and jail and yeah. lots of stuff because you think of Paul <laughs> yeah and I really need this because I need to go to a new level and yeah we all do it's For a sure. good thing to remember, though, like when somebody does, like, like it's really difficult to love for whatever reason, just go, well, God loves them just as much as he loves me. Yeah. And God sent his son, you know. It's a great... Just as much for them as for yeah. me. And it's a real leveling. You just go, okay. And so if God can love them, surely... It's a great opportunity to look more like Jesus. Through trials, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But what about the way Jesus spoke to the Pharisees? Like, you know, didn't he call them a brood of vipers yep. and stuff like that? To anyone that wanted to justify themselves by the law, he spoke in the law. Right. To those who wanted grace, he spoke by grace. Mm-hmm. But anyone else, you know, like the, anyone who's crippled or whatever, they're like, like Jesus, help me, Jesus, son, son of David, you know, they, whatever. He gave him grace, he gave him love. But those who wanted, like the rich young ruler, he wanted to be justified by what he did. And he said, go sell everything, give your money to the poor. He didn't say anything about love and follow me or whatever. He's like, if you want to do, if you want to get to God by doing, then you got to go do everything. You got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's the law, isn't it? Yeah. But people who realize, like, I am not good enough. I need someone to save me. And Jesus saved them. Mm. It's not that he, he's just calling it what it is. Like, if, right. you're, if you're doing this, if you live by the law, you have to, you'll die by the law. And it's a horrible way to live. I'm glad we didn't. Mm-hmm. Jesus lived and died after. I'm glad that I was born after that so I didn't have to live under the law. Let alone all the sacrifices and blood and stuff he had to do, right? Yeah. Jesus is our example. For any question that you have, just look at Jesus' life. What did he do? How did he react? What was his motive? What was... What are the scriptures before and after the scripture that you're reading? You know, what is the chapter talking about? Who is it talking about? Yeah. But just sit with them and be with them. Like, that's that's literally the only thing. <laughs> it's just the simplest answer. <laughs> you know? like, that's all I've, that's all I've really done in, in my life. Like, I. You just look at this and go, oh my God. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Because you can see it in your face. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it's just like obviously you have to expand on what you're talking about, but like at the end of the day, it's you make a choice to 
watch this TV show or spend time with Jesus. Like, that's it. And you can make so many easy choices to put minutes in your day to a purpose for, for God, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, those things add up. Like, I think it was last year. I think it was last year, something like that. There's, I get this thing on, on Spotify. It shows you, like, your top ten songs or whatever, you know. Does anyone get that? And, oh, no, it wasn't Spotify. So it's the Bible app. Bible app, it shows you like all, how many verses you read or whatever. It gives you like a stat sheet or whatever. And <laughs> it just pops up in your email or whatever. And in the this last year or the year before, I forget what it was, I was showing my wife like, oh my goodness, look at this. This thing says that I've been in the Bible 360 days out of this year. Like, this is insane. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah whatever it is. They only missed a couple of days. And, like, and I know a couple of years prior, I was trying to do that on purpose. Like, I don't want to miss a day, you know? I don't want to miss a day. I'm, I was under the law. I wanted to, I had to do this. I had, this is what a good Christian does, you know? And then I got the same pop, like, whoa, babe, I wasn't, I'm not even trying to do this. I just love Jesus, you know? So, like, like that's not something to strive for, but that's just something, like, you want to be in love with Jesus, and people want People should be telling people about you how much you love Jesus. Like, Jesus made himself of no reputation. He wouldn't have this big church. He wouldn't have this online ministry. Mm. He'd be one guy walking the streets the same as he did before. And everyone else talked about him. And everyone else talked about him, told him. And thousands and thousands of people following him on foot, wherever he went, in boats, you know? He's not building himself up, his ministry, whatever. Like, he's just loving that person, doing what God says, and that's all we can do. And yeah, that's all more than enough. Sorry. people saw him heal cripples and blind people. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Whereas he's for real. Not as dramatic as that. <laughs> you can if you do it. Mm. You can do it, Nick. You can do it. Go and talk to those builder mates of yours. Yeah. I have been, actually. I've had got a couple of them. Yeah. Which is a bit of a challenge. But yeah, that's... Like, just one day at a time, no condemnation for what you don't know or what what's not working or whatever. You're loving God, and God, someone say, hey... I'm learning more about God, and it says in the Bible, if I lay hands on the sick, then they'll recover. Mm-hmm. Can I lay hands on you? And Because I believe God, and I, I love you. And I think we try and see the big picture and go, oh, my gosh, I've got so many family, friends, and, you know, how do you yeah. juggle it all and stuff? But if you just go, just do what's in front of you. Yeah. Like, just do... Just love your husband. Just... <laughs> you're up beside me. Um, but you know just just the next hour yeah next couple of hours just just focus and just and let all the other stuff because it get you just get too overwhelmed if you totally try and save everybody love is not this like his yoke is easy his burden is light Mm. right it's easy it's peace it's joy Mm. it's you're joyful you're at peace you're wanting to do it's fun you know? Because there's so many Christians that are miserable. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, that's yeah. that just that's, 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 they find it just so hard. That's what I found, like in my Christianity. Queen Laura. I know so many miserable Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I know a lot of people that call themselves Christian and don't look anything like Christian, you know? Like, I know why they're miserable, because they're not doing what the Bible says. Yeah. They don't believe it, and they're not living it, and they're living this life that's contrary to the Bible, because it's living under law, not grace. Mm. Self-righteousness is really exhausting, too. Totally. That's the... What's well, Jesus say? If, you're, if your righteousness doesn't surpass that of the Pharisees, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm. You'll never get into grace... If you're self-righteous, if you're righteous by what you do. Mm. If you think you're right because you went out and prayed for somebody, and yes, I did it. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm a good Christian now. Your motive. That's what it is. Your motive. You're doing all that stuff for wrong reasoning. It's that's just a motive. a strong word, isn't it? It's so crazy. Right. <laughs> it's why you do what you do. Like, mm-hmm. that's, so good. that's the only thing. Or else you're, you're, yeah. Or else you're under the law again. You're doing stuff because you think you have to, or you get a better testimony than the guy beside you, or, or you're get more people say. Yeah, you're. I'm trying to grow, and this is what I have to do. You know, instead of. I want. I love God, and I want to love God, and I want to love people. If loving God and loving people is the first and only commandment, and if anything else. I do anything else, I'm a useless nobody, then I think just loving people and loving God, that's what I want to do. Have you ever been to a drive through and paid for the car behind you? Try it. Just do it. It's cool. And just drive away. Like, don't let them talk to you. Don't know anything about what happened. Like, just pure, I love this person, I want to bless this person. Ha <laughs> ha, you can't even tell me you can't even make me feel good or bad or whatever. <laughs> has nothing to do with what, what you're going to give to me, you know? Mm. Like, that is cool. <laughs> pay for someone's groceries. Pay for someone's petrol. Man. That's like $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Anything. Yeah, our daughter went to a petrol station... At Suffolk, and someone paid for a petrol. She couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. 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 Or ever, like, 